Hey y'all, welcome to the Appalachian Overlook, a metaphorical ride up these winding mountain roads where we'll explore topics and questions about what it means to live a good life in Appalachia. My name is Sarah Saavedra and I'll be your host in these conversations, airing here on 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia, and also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode, we'll talk about meal planning. Y'all, after 20 years of making dinners for a big family, I've learned a thing or two that I'd love to share with you. Meal planning is one of those keystone habits that when you master, will make a huge difference in your life. I swear by meal planning and it has just changed the way everything works in my household. So thanks for joining me on this episode of the Appalachian Overlook. Let's dig in. All right, so why do I call meal planning a keystone habit? Well, uh, towards the middle of my week, I'm often musing to myself how relieved I am that I've got a plan. I've preloaded the decision, we talk about that a lot, and I don't have to make any big decisions, like what to feed seven people at the end of the day, right? We've all been there. Without a plan, it's almost impossible to resist the easiest food option of eating out or running through a drive through we're tired. It's the end of the day. Mentally and physically, the task of getting creative with whatever ingredients you might have in the kitchen sounds like the most daunting mountain to climb, right? So planning once a week and shopping for ingredients removes that mental burden, freeing us up for an evening where we can actually decompress and spend time with our family. For me, meal planning is less of a life hack to more productivity and more of a tool that helps me align my values and priorities with my actions, okay? So sometimes we're desperate for life hacks and solutions to, you know, quote unquote, get more done in the day. But meal planning, although it certainly accomplishes the goal of making more home-cooked meals, right? But for me, it's more than that. When I find myself harried and unprepared, I am not the most pleasant person in the world to be around, right? I can't step into the moment or hear what my kids or my partner might be trying to share with me about their day. I can't process my own stress or mental noise, and that trickles down into the rest of my evening. Meal planning doesn't just solve the problem of what's for dinner. It creates the space I need to slow down and have quality time with my family. Not only that, but the obvious benefits of saving money, Uh, wasting less food, more balanced meals, all of those things are huge and definitely not to be underestimated. Just taking one of those, right, like the financial benefit for my family of seven, even a trip to Taco Bell conservatively rings in up at 50 to $70, right? Depending on if I make everyone get water (laughs) or I let them get a drink. In contrast, I can make tacos at home and about the same amount of time it takes for me to get ready, get in the car, go through the drive through for only $15, give or take. The financial necessity of eating at home is a reality for most Americans, right? But we've been taught so little about how to take care of ourselves that we're sort of lost on where to start. Now, please hear me. When I say meal planning, I don't mean meal prepping, right? While meal prepping might be the method that best works for you, I think most of us aren't able to devote four to six hours in the kitchen once a week and are even less interested in eating the same three things for lunch and dinner all week, right? The process of slaving away 
in the kitchen, uh, this complicated and time-consuming process is enough to scare most of us away from even trying it. But it doesn't have to be that way, right? Adding just a little intentionality to your meal plan and approaching it incrementally will help you build momentum and allow you to find more ease and efficiency as you learn what you like, what your family likes, and what works best for you. Now, that's not to say that meal prepping, like I said, might really work for you. Meal prepping is the act of, you know, spending several hours in the kitchen prepping a huge batch of shredded chicken or a huge batch of roasted vegetables and, you know, some rice or salads or whatever it may be for the week, some oatmeals for breakfast in the morning, quick grabbing and prepping those all one day so you don't have to think about it for the rest of the week. While that is fantastic and great for those that it works with, some of us just don't have that kind of time to devote into the kitchen or really the inclination to do all of that kind of at once. And so for me, meal planning is really just having a plan um, and being able to have all the ingredients here at the house to avoid those trips every night to the grocery store where you're like, well, wait, I, you know, forgot I need this or Um, If I want to make this, I'm going to have to get these ingredients because every time we go to the grocery store, right, we always buy something extra, always, Uh, whether it's a drink or a candy bar or whatever. And that really does add up after a while. So having your plan, having the ingredients on hand really can make a difference here. So we're talking meal planning, not meal prepping. Here's my first tip. Start with what you know. Trying to meal plan for the first time often leads us to Google, right? Or heading to Pinterest for ideas. We want to see what other people are doing with our meal plan. Am I right? So, but then we end up with ideas that maybe have weird ingredients we can't find uh, or using kitchen gadgets we don't have. Hello, Instapot craze, right? Everybody, it seems like in the last couple of years have gotten an Instapot but I don't have one. So when I see that on someone's meal plan, obviously I can't replicate it. Or even worse, a recipe we found where bingo, we've got all the ingredients, but when we go into the kitchen to start cooking, we realize the instructions are complicated and take hours, not minutes. This happened to me actually (laughs) fairly recently. I picked out a recipe, had all the ingredients ready. And then when I went to make it, it said like, cook this meat for three hours. And I was like, what? So that's why having a plan is really important. But more importantly than that, especially when you start with your meal planning, start with what you know. So if your answer to, you know, starting with what you know, if your answer to what you know is boxed food and frozen meals, that's okay. Start with adding a salad kit to your mac and cheese and mix some peas in, right? Do canned soups and sandwiches one night. Get some frozen Chinese stir fry vegetables and build your meal plan with what you're familiar with at first, whatever it is, even those easy hacks, you know, um, even though I meal plan every single week, that doesn't mean my plan doesn't include easy items, sometimes pre, you know, prepared items. Sometimes the plan is the easy stuff. So this isn't about necessarily having to make a from scratch home cooked meal every night. Okay. Baby steps. Work in one night a week to try to find a new recipe, you know, to try it out or a new cooking technique and leave the rest of it easy. I promise if you learn one new thing a week, you'll be able to advance your soups from, you know, cans to scratch and doubling your recipes to freeze some for later before you know it. But right now, 
don't overwhelm yourself with too much before you get the hang of the important habit of planning it first, right? The plan is the important part here. Here's the next tip. Take stock of what you have. Spend 15 minutes looking through your pantry, freezer, fridge, spice cabinet even, to make a note of what you have on hand. Random can of shredded chicken and definitely some mayonnaise in the refrigerator. Plan a chicken salad night. Right, we're not looking for complicated. Again, we're looking for plans. So take stock of what you already have in your pantry, freezer, fridge, and spice cabinet. Some more ideas here. Um, What if you've got some ramen, some soy sauce, and some eggs? You know, you've got that on hand. Plan a fancy ramen night with, you know, adding an egg and maybe throwing some spinach onto your shopping list to add into your ramen. Just last week, I made a really delicious chicken dish, right, that I've never made before, but it's because I was trying to use these random sun-dried tomatoes that were in my pantry, and I knew I had some leftover spinach, and that now, it was a big hit, will make it into a regular rotation because I had half a bag of spinach, chicken breast in the freezer, and the, you know, can of sun-dried tomatoes in the pantry that I got in a gift basket. So take a look at what you have, and often that's the easiest way to get creative with things and use up what you already have. Now, this next tip is the most important one, I think, right? You've looked at your pantry, you've looked at your refrigerator. Even if you haven't yet, don't forget to take stock of your life, okay? Once you know what you have on hand, take a look at your calendar. Will someone have a doctor appointment at 4 p.m. on Thursday? or a game at 6 p.m. on, you know, Saturday, or extra friends over this week? Do you have a work obligation after hours, or plans with a friend, or a yoga class? Work these into your plan, okay? So schedule a crockpot meal, or a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store on these nights. Not a new recipe you've never made before, okay? So those complicated recipes, or those ones that you really want to learn a new skill or look for, do not schedule those on nights where it just doesn't make sense. This is also a great time to get your partner and older children involved, okay? Typically, one person sort of gets stuck with dinner duty, and that's just a quick path to resentment, right? Again, drop the need for the quote-unquote perfect homemade meal with placemats and candles and, you know, fabric napkins and let your kids and your partner choose a meal to prepare. Okay. So if your partner is only comfortable right now with heating up some soup and slinging some sandwiches, it's okay. Step back and enjoy a night out with a friend or a yoga class or just a night off from making dinner. This is when you're looking at your schedule, you know you need help, it's time to ask for someone else to step in and plan that. Some folks might find it easier to just say every Thursday night is so-and-so's night to make dinner or every, you know, whatever day it is, whatever works for you, make sure that you are not the only one in charge of making dinner if you have other people around who are perfectly capable of doing that. Okay, so we know what we have in the pantry. We know where the pain points at dinner time will be for the week. And now it's time to get it down on paper and execute our plan. But not so fast. Stay with me for some more tips after I play a song from my playlist. Recently this week, our favorite local festival, uh, Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion, announced some of their lineup. And I couldn't be more excited. So at the top of the poster, we have headliners, JJ Gray Mofro and Roseanne Cash, which are fantastic, and I can't wait to see them. But I'd love to feature a newer indie artist on the lineup that I can't stop listening to. 
Briston Maroney is originally from Knoxville, Tennessee. He's now 23. When he was 15, he actually made it onto the semifinals of American Idol. Um, But after that whirlwind and a stint in rehab for a drinking problem, I find Maroney's songwriting to have evolved to be really centered and beautifully sensitive. So here's his song about being human. It's called Sinkin'. folks you just heard sinkin' by briston maroney who will be playing at bristol rhythm and roots reunion in september here in bristol virginia this is the appalachian overlook on 90.7 wehc the voice of southwest virginia and i'm your host sarah savedra we're talking about developing a meal planning habit so we've talked about you know taking stock of what you've got starting with what you know and really just digging into a plan, not like full on prep mode or advanced skills, just slowly working into one by one. 
So what's next? Well, now it's time to sit down and write your plan. Here's what I like to do. Choose five meals for the week, okay? So you've seen what you have on hand. You know what you're comfortable with. Now take time to pick out five plans, five meals for your plan. Keep it easy, right? Spaghetti with frozen or pre-made meatballs and a side salad is a perfectly balanced meal that almost anyone can make, okay? So remember, the goal is to have a plan, not necessarily to make gourmet meals, okay? Now, I said five meals, so hello, where are the other two days? Well, this leads me to my next tip. Plan a day for leftovers. Trust me, you'll have them, unless you're some sort of super ninja in the kitchen and way more precise than me or most people. You may not have enough of one thing for everyone, right? Like you may not have enough lasagna leftover for an entire night, another night of lasagna, but you'll end up with enough to maybe add a pack of frozen broccoli to feed everyone or, you know, everyone gets to choose their own meal. Some people even call this their, you know, quote unquote, fend for yourself night, right? If it's all adults or teenagers at home, everyone can pick their own leftover and they can decide when to heat it up and eat it on their own. Okay. The tip here is not to over plan. When we're making a plan, a lot of times we forget to leave space for the unexpected, right? Or for, um, just some time off, honestly. So you will have leftovers. And even if you don't, my next tip, this kind of leads into it. If you don't have leftovers along with this, always have a backup meal available, right? So just a meal that you know is easy to throw um, in at any time and you can have as a backup meal. Frozen Stouffer's lasagna, already cooked, chicken breast, frozen veggies, you know, any of these things are a backup on hand in case dinner burns, right? Or an emergency keeps you from putting your meal in the crock pot like you had planned that day. There are all sorts of things that can happen. So always have a backup meal planned, right? And if you use your backup meal plan one week, just make sure you restock it for the next week. But either way, you always have a backup plan. So if you don't have leftovers for the night that you planned leftovers, you've got that backup um, to go your way. Next, plan a night for eating out. So this can look like delivery pizza or dining in at your favorite local restaurant. It's okay to give yourself a break, right? The goal here is not perfection. It's having a plan so that most of the time we are doing exactly what we want to do and that's spend more time with our family and less time running around at the grocery store. This also could look like picking up hot and prepared food at the grocery store or subscribing to a meal plan delivery if you can afford it. You know, HelloFresh and Blue Apron and there's even local ones. Sun Meal Prep is a a local one um, in our area. And, you know, these are all great. So if you can afford it, plan those in. If you can't afford it, then plan it like an easy grocery store meal like the Stouffer's Lasagna or something like that. Just make one night easy. For us, we usually do delivery pizza every Friday. So every Friday, we know we're having pizza, and then I usually get like a kit salad, Caesar salad or something that's just easy to throw into a big bowl and have everyone serve themselves on. So that's our easy night. We know what's going to happen, and there is absolutely zero prep time in the kitchen. So it's important to have nights like that. 
again, it's not that eating out is bad. It's just that if you're not planning it, you'll find yourself doing it on default, spending more money than you want to and not being able to really enjoy the time that you have in the evenings after work or after school and that kind of stuff. So plan it ahead of time. And it's totally okay to not have a perfectly home cooked gourmet meal every single night. Okay. Now, as you get the hang of what you enjoy cooking, right, what's a hit with everyone and what meals come together easily, you can really advance your planning to cooking one night and using the extra ingredients another night, right? So this looks like roasting a whole chicken one night and then planning chicken broth with the carcass for chicken corn chowder on the same week or cooking extra rice one night, um, to use for fried rice another night, right? And then you can also use up the extra random carrot and small zucchini you didn't use up last week. So don't jump in like this yet if it feels overwhelming, okay? So take it one tip at a time. This one is a little bit of an advanced one. So until you feel more confident, don't worry about stretching the ingredients for one meal into the next meal. But keep in mind as you're learning this and um, figuring out new things that you enjoy cooking, that this is a great strategy to just really waste very little food and use what you have and save some money. Now keep your meal plans to refer to. I use a hardbound journal to plan my meals and shopping lists. So then I write out the plan on a magnetic pad on the fridge for everyone to see and so everybody knows the plan. But really it lives in that hardbound journal for me and doesn't get thrown away. So when I start planning and my brain just can't remember, right, what I like to make, um, you know, what people liked, what new recipes we all liked that I haven't made again, I can look back on previous meal plans and choose from those ideas. So some weeks, that's just way easier. I'm like, okay, look, I've got a year, two years worth of meal plans in this hardbound journal. So I can just look back at November last year and remember what I might want to make November this year. So on in my hardbound journal, I basically I start on Sundays and I plan Sunday through Saturday for the upcoming week. Then I also, after I plan dinners, I kind of loosely plan out what we'll need for breakfast, what we'll need for snacks, and if, you know, if the kids are home from school, what kind of lunches or, you know, we'll want to have on hand for for them to make themselves or easy to throw together. So once I do that, then the next page in this hardbound journal that I use, you can use a notebook, anything that you want that kind of keeps it all together, right? A spiral bound notebook is fine. Uh, a binder if you really want to. I don't find that helpful though, because it's so big, it's hard to carry to the grocery store with me, but whatever works for you. So then I've got, you know, everything listed down. I've got the dinners that we're going to have breakfast, lunch, and snack items that we need. Then I'll, on the next page, I'll have my shopping list. And that shopping list will take into consideration what I have in my pantry, what I need to make the meals, you know, to finish up the meals, including that, and then also what kind of snacks and breakfast and all that kind of stuff that we need. So from that shopping list, you've got your list for the week, and it should include everything. So don't forget, you know, those little extra things that you might want to have on hand, like you've got errands to run that week. And so maybe you don't have time for lunch, but you want to bring a protein bar or something with you. So just kind of keep that all in mind as you're making your shopping list. Okay. Now, here's my last tip. This is not a meal plan as much as it is a meal guide, right? It is a plan for the whole week, but don't be afraid to switch a night, 
okay? So if you've planned for an easy pizza night on Friday, but on Tuesday, you just cannot motivate yourself after a tough day, switch Friday with Tuesday. There's nothing wrong with that. You have a plan and all the ingredients on hand. So being flexible and enjoying the benefit of being prepared for whatever happens after all, isn't that the point, right? Planning and executing all of these things, getting ready and preparing ourselves for the week is really about taking care of ourselves, right? And putting um, our values and our priorities first, instead of all these little mundane tasks that we have to do all the time. And so this is, you know, to create more space in your life, not less. And so for me, that's what meal planning has done for me. Like we are in a groove. It happens so quickly. Now I even use like an online shopping delivery system instead of going to the grocery store. And I could just can't tell you like using these tips and getting into a really good habit has changed everything. Cause now at dinner time, if I get busy and caught up in a work project and I can't make, you know, the spaghetti or whatever is on the menu that night, my partner can. And so he can jump in and take over and he knows that we've got all the ingredients. We've got the plan. He could just make it. Or if one of the kids has an emergency and, an, uh, you know, or a big project due that someone has to help with, someone else can jump in and get dinner prep together. So having those plans is just so important. And it really does. It is really one of those things that is worth the upfront effort. And there are all sorts of like, really little things that I just didn't even realize until I had been doing this for a while. Benefits that, you know, are sort of secondary, but that hardbound journal, I, you know, referred to, that is like an heirloom, right? My kids remember that we have dinner together every night and that we try new and weird things sometimes. And, you know, that they, we all sit around a dinner together. And so that journal is something that, you know, one day I, I think, I mean, I'm very sentimental. So I would have loved to have of my mom's, you know, there's just like little things like that. Plus, it really helps to really um, be mindful and in the moment of like, what was it like last year? Like sometimes I don't know, it's it's like a journal for me. So it's a journal of meals. But um, for me, it has some of those warm memories. So that's kind of a secondary thing. And obviously, the financial benefits, you know, we spend um, less than $200 a week on feeding, you know, seven people pretty much every meal um, of the day for seven days. And that is so much less, right, than if we were going out to eat all the time. And so when you really start to put it in perspective, that is extra money that we can then use towards a vacation, or that's, you know, maybe it's not extra money, maybe it's just what you have to get by, but you can do it with quality food and ingredients because you have a plan. You're not harried at the end of the day and you can make it happen. So there's so many benefits to meal planning. I just really hope you guys, um, will check out the Facebook page at the Appalachian Overlook podcast on Facebook. I will post some of my meal plans, um, that I've liked that have had, you know, just so you can see what, my style is and kind of what we eat as a family. I know that helps generate ideas. But again, start with what you know, start with what you're good at and just start, you know, one time a week trying out a new technique and eventually you'll build up. 
And so our meal plans, you know, some of our favorite things are super easy, you know, like quesadillas and, you know, a veggie on the side or a whole roast chicken is so much easier than you imagine it is. It feels really fancy or um, chicken and orzo soup is another one of our favorites. So there are a lot of like really easy family friendly meals that are home cooked and super cheap to make. And so once you get in the rhythm of doing this planning, you could start to really discover what those are, what your family loves, what you love to eat and work that in and have fun doing it. Because I'll tell you, you'll be so excited when you realize like, oh my gosh, I didn't have to get out and go to the grocery store an hour trip, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't prepared. You did that all on Saturday or Sunday or whatever day of the week works for you. And you are just ready. And that's one more decision you don't have to make that you've preloaded. So I hope you'll join in the conversation. I'd love to see your meal plans. Thanks for joining us on the Appalachian Overlook. We'll talk again next week. 